It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion. And uh, those of you that grew up in my day and age, you watched a show called Family Matters. But I will save you and spare you. I will not do any Steve Urkel impersonations unless the Holy Spirit thus leads me in Jesus' name. Um, I, I don't do a good impersonation of him anyway, so y'all would just laugh at me and not with me, so that's no fun. But... Uh, over the next few weeks, we want to talk about family. We want to talk about how important family is. We want to talk, talk to you about that family matters. And we also want to talk to you that family have matters we must deal with. Okay, before we can go any further into the sermon series, we have to first define family. How many of you know that from 1970, probably on back to the biblical days, the, the, the idea of family has changed just a little bit. Come on. I don't have to quote the statistics to you. You can look at the statistics yourself as to what is a family today. Back in the day, a family was a mom and a dad and children along with, grand, along with grandparents that lived with them. I don't know about you, but my grandparents don't live with me and they never did. So family has changed. So I'd like to adopt from our denomination, if that's okay, the definition of what discipleship ministries calls family, and what they call family is people that do life together. Think about how good that is. So it doesn't matter whether you've adopted kids or you're doing life together. It doesn't matter. Come on, you're going to have to be with me. It doesn't matter if you're on your second marriage, but you're doing life together. It doesn't matter if you couldn't have children, you're doing life together. It doesn't matter if you're single, you're still doing life together with some people that you can call your family. It covers every aspect of our life. People that do life together. That's good. I could preach a whole sermon on that, but I won't because I think you got it. That's what we're going we're gonna to describe it as family, as people that do life together. See, I'd like to impart into you that there's two types of family, that there's physical family, and some of you, most of you, you probably didn't get to choose that, did you? I just woke up one day, and I'm, I'm in a family that's called Burpos. I didn't choose it. It was just there. I woke up one day, and my parents were divorced, and I had a mom and a stepdad and a dad and a stepmom. I didn't choose that. That's the family that I was born into. So there's this physical family, but aren't you thankful that there's a different type of family as well? That there's a spiritual family, and that I got to grow up not only in a physical family, but I got to grow up in a spiritual family. And can I tell you, if the enemy has his way, he's going to try to destroy your physical family and make for sure that you don't have a spiritual family. See, but what I told him is, you know what? You can wreak havoc on my physical family if you want to because I've got a spiritual family that's there. And you know what? I got you, Satan, because I grew up with not one father figure but two. 
And not only just those two, I had a pastor that I looked up to, and he was a father figure. And you know what? Satan, you tried to take both of my fathers from me, but guess what? God already had some other fathers in my life, and they grew up with me as well. So, joke's on you, buddy. Come on, can I just testify today that God is good and God's got us, and he will impart into you a spiritual family if you have no physical family left to hang out with. There's a spiritual family that's here for you. And you can find them right here in this room. And can I tell you, it doesn't happen on accident. You're not just going to wake up one day and be in a spiritual family. A spiritual family is formed out of, hey, Tari, do you want to go to lunch? Oh, yeah, man, let's do lunch sometime. Cool. Well, guess what? It didn't go on my calendar. So what's the odds that he and I are just going to show up at Cane's at the same time and have lunch together? It's not going to happen. It's intentional. We've got to do it. And we've got physical family and we've got spiritual family. And those are people that do life together. See, can I tell you that uh, family has always mattered? But can I tell you in today's day and age, family matters more today than it ever has. Family matters more today than it ever has before. I see the enemy knowing and understanding, hey, I don't have to attack an individual. I can attack a family, and if I tear down the whole family, then I win multiple times, and it was one attack. Rather than just attacking a person, I'm going to attack a family, and that's what he's done. See it all the way from Washington all the way to our local governments. They are trying to tear up families. Come on. And so family matters. See, and this morning I want to take a few times to make for sure that we put family not on the back burner, but we make it the focus of our life. And there's a few things that we've got to know in order to make family the focus. And the first is this, family matters to God. You can say amen. It's simple and it's easy, but family matters to God. See, we didn't create family Family didn't happen on accident. No, there wasn't just one big bang that happened and accidentally I woke up as a burpo. Guess what? God created it. God formed it. God made it happen. Amen? Some people say, you know what? I do believe in the big bang theory. God spoke and bang, it happened. And that's what we believe, right? It wasn't just an accident. And we can read it in Genesis chapter 2. I'm going to read, you can read with me in 18 through 24 it says this, this is the creation, this is the beginning of family. The Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. It is not good for the man to be alone. He created something, he saw that it was good, and then he puts man in the middle of the garden, and he goes, wait, wait, wait. It is not good for the man to be alone. Women, think about that when you go on vacation without us. Just saying. No, just joking. It is not good for the man to be alone. This is what God says. I will make a helper suitable for him. Now, the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. Now, that was a long day or days, or weeks, I'm not sure, but every living creature before you, and you got to name it, I can barely name my cat. Y'all can struggle with that. But it says, but for Adam, no suitable helper was found. 
So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep, and while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. The man said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. This is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. The idea of family came from our God and Father. It didn't just happen on accident. It wasn't something that just took place. It's not a it's not man-made institution. We didn't create marriage. We didn't create the idea of family. God said, listen, this mankind that I just made, yes, it happens to be a male, but this mankind that I just made is not created to be alone created to be in a family. It's created to be part of a family. See, can I tell you, I, I, you, you young people that are in this room, the, the lie of the enemy is to try to tell you that you don't have a family. See, and, 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 and I had a friend of mine that we were in the same room together with somebody, and another man asked him, hey, do you have a family? And he says, no, no, not yet, but God's got one for me. And then I was like, just one second, um, you, you were born, right? You do have a family. And he's like, oh, well, yeah, I knew. He was, I, he, I could tell he was asking me if I had a family of my own. I'm like, you do have a family of your own. Can I tell you that if you don't have a family that you say is your own, just turn around and look backwards. Where did you come from? And I won't sing the song, where did you come from, where did you go? Corny jokes today, sorry. I just say what comes in my head. But we all belong to a family. And you belong to a family until you do, till the day that you do get married, there's a family that you get to belong to, and it's called your mom, it's called your dad, it's called your siblings, and that's the family that you get to be a part of. And then there's the spiritual family that you also get to be a part of, but the enemy will try to tell you that you're all alone. See, it goes back all the way to this, that the enemy wants to point out to you, you are all alone. Can I tell you today, you're not all alone. Can I tell you, if you find that you feel like you're all alone, just look up. He's there with you. Ask him who you're supposed to hang out with. Find somebody that's like you and go and hang out with them. You are not alone. You were not created to be alone. Amen? We've got to have family, and we've got to make family the focus and not let it just be put on the back burner. We've got to let, not let ourselves be distracted by everything else and say, you know what? My family matters. My family matters, and I'm going to do something about it. See, in our Western culture, family has sometimes lost a lot of steam. It is not unusual in our Western culture for me to get mad at a sibling and not talk to them for the rest of my life. Come on, you've seen it. It is not unusual for a kid to grow up and hate their parents so much that when they turn 18, they leave the house and they never talk to them in our Western culture. Listen, God did not want it to be that way. And no parents are not perfect. And yes, they have done some awful things to you. But it doesn't mean that you just get to turn your back on your family. It doesn't just mean that we get to say, no, 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 no. I don't need you in my life. No, actually you do. Actually, you do need a family, and you do need your family. Amen? If you look across the world, the other parts of the world take care of family much better than we take care of family. 
In other parts of the world, can I tell you that there's not really nursing homes because they take care of their elderly themselves. I'm just throwing this out there. You can look it up yourself. But when our parents get old enough, we're like, you know what? Just go stick over in this hole. I'll come see you once a month. Come on. And I'm not saying that retirement homes and, 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 and things like that are bad. We, we had to put my stepdad in a living center because he could not take care of himself, and my mom still had to work. You understand life happens, and you've got to do something. But too many times, we just put them there and leave them alone. There's phones. There's technology. You can go visit them. You can hang out with them. I'm saying that we've got to turn around from our Western culture and think family does matter, and I'm going to make for sure that it matters to me. Amen? So the second thing that you've got to know is you've got to ask yourself this question. Does family matter to you? Come on, the saying is that the proof is in the pudding. Meaning I can taste your pudding and tell if you made it good or if you made it bad. I can tell whether you used ingredients that were good or whether you used ingredients that were expired. So does family matter to you? I can't answer that question for you. Only you can answer that question. Is there evidence in your life that family matters to you? We know that it matters to God. We can't argue with Scripture. He created it. He formed it. He said it's not good for man to be alone, so I'm going to create families. So we know family matters to God, but does it matter to you? I've been asking myself that question for months. Does family matter to me? And if I say yes, then the, the next logical question is, how do you know that? What evidence is there that family matters to you? Do we have dinner together anymore as families? I'm just saying. I grew up where we had dinner every night together. It didn't matter if the dinner had to be at 445 so that we could get somewhere by 6. We had dinner together. Now you can look at the stats of the American culture that sits down and has dinner together. I think it's once every 10 days. Does family matter to you, and what evidence is there? See, and you've heard me talk about it before, but my least favorite thing is to go out to eat dinner and watch a family of four, and they all so captivated by their phones, they can't even talk to each other. Eating is meant to be a face-to-face -face where I can hang out with you, and you can hang out with me, and we can talk about the day, and I can tell you about my job and my struggles, and I can tell you how beautiful you are and how much I love you and how much I care for you and how incredible you are and come on. But we've taken the very thing that used to be something that we all got to do at least once a day and now we've made it once every 10 days. So what's the evidence in your life? I'm not saying you've got to sit down and have dinner together. Do you hear what I'm saying? You don't have to sit down and have dinner together every day in order to have a good family. You just have to have evidence that family matters to you. What do you do? Maybe your work schedule doesn't allow you to have dinner, but maybe you can get up early and have breakfast. Maybe your schedule doesn't allow for you to do either one of those, but you always take Saturday to spend with your family. Maybe you don't get to do these different things, but you found a creative way to make for sure that you know that family matters to you. 
Come on. Can I tell you that what I really do believe is the biggest proof that family matters to you is that you've taken God and put him in your family. That's what I think. As I prayed about it and I said, God, what's the biggest evidence that family matters to me? And the biggest evidence that I could think of that God put on my heart is that God's part of my family. Not just bringing my family to church. Do you hear me? It's God being a part of my family every day that we're praying together, that we're reading the word together, that we're worshiping together, that we are having times together where God is the center and not the TV. I'm sorry, did I get too much in your life? Where God is the center and not Facebook or Instagram or whatever your social media is. Where God's the center. God's got to be the center. That's what we have to do. The proof and the evidence that family matters to us is that God's in our family. Come on. See, can I tell you this? I read this and I thought it was very good, so I'm going to say it to you. Strong churches don't make strong families. Strong churches don't make strong families. Strong families make strong churches. And I'm thankful that we have a church that has some strong families in it. But if we're not careful, the enemy will try to strip us of every strong family. Every, every family that is strong, he's going to try to tear it down because he doesn't want strong families. Because he, know he knows that strong families is the most important thing in your life. To be successful, to have a strong family yourself, that's the most important thing, is to have a strong family. See, what we've done is we've delegated connecting with God as a family to the church. That's what we've done. We say, I'm going to bring my family to church, and then church, you, Pastor Steve, Pastor Julie, whoever's leading worship, whoever's preaching, you put God in my family. Guess what? If you don't put God in your family, I can never put God in your family. The only thing I can do is be a sounding board and say the same thing that you're saying, preach the same thing that you've been preaching, and then it will stick. Amen? Andrew and I were talking earlier this week, and he was saying, you know, when I was growing up, my parents' voice was the loudest voice in my life. Think about that. We didn't have phones. I'm old enough, we didn't even have the internet. If I could make the little dial-up sound that used to make everybody so mad, I would make it. But that's what we used to have to wait on. If you wanted a page to load, if you wanted to read your email, get ready for 15 minutes just for it to load. We did not have the Internet. And what happens is that nowadays we've got all of these other things that are voices in our life. They're voices in our life, and they're speaking things to us. And now family is no longer the loudest voice. Social media becomes the loudest voice. Television becomes the loudest voice. Anything I read on the internet, it has to be true because you can't post things on the internet if it's not true. You know that's not true, but we read things. We read articles. And we say, this has to be true because I read it. And they're a doctor and they know what they're talking about. 
guess what? Maybe they don't know what they're talking about. But I'll tell you somebody that always knows who they're, what they're talking about, and that's God. And if we put as much weight into his voice in our life, then maybe, just maybe, family could become the loudest voice again. And that's what we need in our life. We need family to matter to us enough to do something about it if family is not the most important thing in our life. And I understand that jobs get in the way. Somebody say amen. You probably got to spend at least 40 hours a week at a job, and that's what you got to do. And that's how you make money to provide for your family. And that's important, but your family is also important. We've got to learn that we must make family a priority. But in, in doing that, I, 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 there's some obstacles that we have to overcome. There's obstacles in our life that we must overcome in order to make family a priority again, to make family matter enough. And can I tell you, the first thing that I think of is time. Time. Jobs, activity, media, devices, they're all consuming our time. And if we're not careful, we will let all of those things consume our time while our family just sits by the wayside. Come on. We'll let all of these things consume our time first, and then we give the leftovers to our family. So after I have mind-numbingly read a news feed for an hour and a half, and my brain literally hurts, and my phone is dead, and I've got to go find a charger, and I plug it in, then I give my family some time. How about I give my family some time, and then if there's time, I'll look at my phone. It's time. Time is the biggest obstacle we all face because guess what? Time just keeps on going, and the problem is is that we've gotten so accustomed to wasting time because we think we can just do it tomorrow. Isn't that all of us? Oh, I can do it tomorrow. I'll start my diet tomorrow. I'll start my reading plan for Jesus tomorrow. I'll start my family devotional tomorrow. I will start doing this tomorrow. And guess what? We'll wake up one day 30 years later, and tomorrow never came. Because I kept saying tomorrow, I kept saying tomorrow, I kept saying tomorrow. What about today? What about right now? That's what we've got to make, time. See, can I tell you the other obstacle we've got to overcome in family is the past? See, there's no family that's perfect, so families make mistakes, families do things, and the past the past hurts, the past offenses, if we're not careful, that will be the obstacle and we will never get over that obstacle in order to make family matter to us. We've got to be willing to get over the past. There are hurtful things that were said, there were hurtful things that were done, but guess what? Those hurtful things can all be mended if we allow God to come into our life and we forgive them the way that God forgives us on a daily basis. We got to overcome the past. Can I tell you the next thing is this, and it's the routine. Routine. You've got a routine in your life right now with family, and it is very hard to overcome that routine. You've got things that you do, people that you hang out with, shows that you watch, work that you do, it, sports that your kids play. You've got whatever busies you in your life. You've got a routine that you are accustomed to, and that routine is an obstacle that we must overcome in order to make family matter. Miss Kim, I'm going to have you come play.
See, what we haven't done for some of us, and it's not all of us, but some of us, we haven't made family matter enough in our routine. But can I tell you that it's never too late? I'm 33 years old, and I'm still trying to find ways to establish a better routine with my mom, my mom. And I do have a wife and two boys, and they're important to me. But guess what? My mom is also important to me. And 33 years, I've been trying to make a routine that matters to make for sure that she knows that family matters to me so that that relationship can stay strong, so that God can still work through that relationship. Because guess what? You remember when Pastor Steve said that God speaks and sometimes his lips don't move? It's because sometimes it's mama's lips moving for me. And I need my mama in my life. Amen? We've got to overcome these obstacles. Some of you don't have a good relationship with your family, and I I don't want to have us raise hands because I want you to know and understand that. I don't need to know if you have a good relationship with your family or if you don't. I don't have to know if you have God in the middle of your family or not. You've got to know that. Have you made the, the, the time necessary to make family matter? Have you overcome the past enough to make family matter to you? Have you uh, built a routine in your life that makes family matter to you? You've got to answer that question. See, in, in today's day and age, a lot of us, we're struggling to make family a priority. Our heart's there, but maybe the time's not. Maybe the routine's not. Maybe there's one of those obstacles that we're struggling with. We want to make family a priority, but it's just not happening. See, some of you, you need to ask for forgiveness from your family. Let that sink in. There's family that I had to go to and say, hey, you know what? I need you to forgive me. I've been a jerk. And it wasn't right. And I need you to forgive me. And you know what happened? Almost every time I did that, they turned around and said, no, you know what? I'm the one. And I need you to forgive me. But it takes somebody to make that first phone call, set up that first lunch. I remember sitting across family members that had done really bad things. And I asked them to lunch, and we sat down across, and we didn't say a word. We just sat there and cried. Because family matters. And can I tell you this? Don't wait till you have to go to their funeral for you to realize that family matters. Do it today. While today is still called today, make family matter today. Do what you've got to do. Humble yourself. Lay down your pride. Maybe you didn't do anything wrong, but you still call them and say, hey, I want you to forgive me because I should be calling you and I don't. I want you to forgive me because we should hang out, but we don't. Lay down our pride and say, I need you in my life. See, the only way to fix a broken family or a half-broken family or whatever you want to call it 
is grace and mercy. And seeing what we first have to do is we have to let God fix us. And after we're fixed, then we can fix our family. It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.